that there'd be plenty of newspapers with plenty of different people controlling them, so that there's a variety of viewpoints, and that there's a choice for the public. And you shouldn't be trying to turn this into a subsequent media circus. Good morning, sir. How are you? Do you guys like Harry Potter? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite of the Muggles? And who's your favorite of the? Uh, who's your favorite of Hagrid's uh, creatures in the Forbidden Forest? <laughs> yeah. This Zeb, is do you it. hate? Okay. Do you hate Harry Potter, Zeb? No, no, I don't hate Harry Potter. I'm, I'm, I'm not like a staunch Harry Potter dude, but I don't hate Harry Potter by any means. Okay, but did you did you get into the magic when you were a little Zeb? Uh, do you mean the magic of reading them or the magic of... The magic the, of reading them, yes. Oh, well, yeah, no, I read them. I read them as they came out, yeah. I really liked them. I My mum... Really? You I did didn't them. read them until I was 16. <laughs> really? You yeah. seem like such a Harry Potter <laughs> I know. Person. Like, I... <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's fucked. I got oh the God. first my, one when My mum, when, when Harry Potter first, the first book came out and it was the biggest thing in the world, I asked my mum, I was like, can you get me Harry Potter? I wanted, and she went, I've got you a better one. It's called The Sorcerer's Window. It's what the cool, the coolest boys read. Oh. And it was this fucking, like, kind of Harry Potter kind of, like, sort of, I don't know, clone, like, weird clone. And it was about, like, there's a magic shop at the end of the street and it's got a circular window. When you walk through it, magic is real. <laughs> and I had to fucking try and read that. And everyone else was talking about Harry Potter. Oh. I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. No, yeah, I was. I didn't read them. I watched the movies growing up as a kid, but, like, I never read them oh, until yeah. I was, yeah, so what, was there? Any, was, were your parents not into it, or...? Yeah, no. Oh, they liked the movies, but like as a kid, you just never had any thought to read it. Yeah, I don't know why. I know they bought like the first three for Cecilia, but Cecilia never read them, and then I just kind of like never bothered to because I'm like, oh, I watched the movies. I don't need to. And then as I got older, I was like, ah, yes, that was bad. I read the books. Funny stance. You, you, I was a child. Weird order that you. (laughs) If you watch the movies and you don't read the books, you don't get to hear about. Harry getting know, stressed out about all the exams he has to do. Yeah, I know this, Tom. I read them, and I am a big fan. I am a no, no, I'm saying Potterhead. that's the magic. That's Potterhead. the magic that the people that don't read the books don't get. Is you sit there when you're eight years old and you watch the movie and you go, they missed the bit where Harry's studying for the exams. <laughs> so did you ever the go bit on that when the train pot- had yes, an issue? I was a Pottermore. I Pottermore? had it. Yeah. It was I got up to so many <laughs> levels, and I. That's why everyone's like, oh, what house are you in? Because I'm in Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Because I did it and twice. <laughs> I, did, I created two accounts because I'm like, I want to see what else I get. So I got both of them. And so that's why I that's say a I'm a Slytherin right and a Ravenclaw. I'm a cross. I'm a cusp. I'm, I'm a, a Slytherin cusp. Ravenclaw cusp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Slytherin rising and a <laughs> Ravenclaw moon. That's correct, Zeb. Well done. Thank you. It's exactly how okay. I would have described uh, it. Well, welcome to Opheads, everyone. My name is Coward Huntington. I'm a writer based from Berlin. Hello, I'm Rachel. I'm a producer and writer based, well, I'm, I don't know. I live in Hobart with Zeb. <laughs> yeah, based in Hobart. I yeah. guess, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm Zeb. I'm based in Hobart. I don't know. I don't know. But where are you based, Zeb? I'm, I'm based, I don't know, in my mind. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, in West Hobart, in, in Hobart. Fuck it. Dude, I don't do Hobart. anything. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just reading the June series. That's great. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. nice. Op-Eds is a podcast centered on deconstructing the ways in which we as individuals accept, approach, consume, and process news media and explores where our 
our opinions and perspectives actually come from. I like the uh, the so the way it kind of works is like we we're going to talk about like we're going to talk about J.K. Rowling and then we're going to go away and kind of uh, like actually research something to do with our kind of opinion about you know J.K. Rowling for example. Then we come back and see if our opinion changes and how much do we really know. I like to think this first part of the conversation is kind of like we're in a bar and we've had a few drinks and you just start talking about something but like with a lot of authority. do you know what you're talking about <laughs> why do you say what you're saying who knows yeah we're trying to who take knows. that authority away from ourselves yes yeah we'll exactly, give it yeah. to That's... ourselves in a week's time in a week's time yeah I, I, we've got a kind of catholic sensibility about the whole thing yeah <laughs> yeah because we don't really know anything we no. ain't no, professionals no, no. in any sense of the word of course not <laughs> did you hear did you guys hear about her new book J.K. Rowling isn't it about a isn't it about like yeah. an evil man who dresses as a woman? Oh, yes, something like that. It's Jesus just got a, like Christ. a whole transphobic thing. Just like it's a, <laughs> she wrote a whole b- book to justifying her shit. It's a serial beliefs. killer. It's a serial killer who uh, pretends to. I think. I think pretends to be trans to get into bathrooms and then kills people or something oh like that. My God, yeah, That's something. She's, like that. she's such a foul. Fucking I cannot reptile. believe this. I was such a fan of J.K. Of course, because I am a Potterhead. But just <laughs> after everything that's come out, I'm like, oh, my God. You're just ruining Harry Potter. She has literally ruined. Because when you know how, like, Dumbledore, she, she came out and said, yes, Dumbledore was gay. And I was like, great, mm. good. You're doing, like, a good thing. And then now with all of this shit, I'm like, you just said that because obviously you didn't write him as a gay character. And you're just saying that because you know that that's well, what that's everybody like, wants yeah. to hear. And but, now but, you're just being... Oh, yeah, she's right into that. Like, she keeps on trying to... Uh, Retroactively yeah. go back. And, I, the and like, first time that I ever heard about it was... I feel like... I don't know if this was before or after the Dumbledore is gay via Twitter coming out thing. Mm. But I remember when she said that <laughs> that Harry Potter would have been pro-Israel. I would have opposed the, the boycott the Dumbled- Israel. The Dumbledore <laughs> thing at least is kind of written in. Like, there's moments where it kind of makes yeah. sense. But then, then she went back and she's going like, oh, did you know that Dobby the the house elf is very, you know, pro-vaping rights or whatever? It's like, <laughs> it's like what are She's just you fucking, doing? In, she's out of her mind. She's gone she's crazy. I had the, the great misfortune of reading uh, her essay, the one that she put up on her website, the, the really, you know, deeply, deeply transphobic essay that she wrote because I kept seeing all this Twitter buzz and I was like, I don't really know what what actually is going on apart from that she's transphobic. But the essay kind of, her her sort of uh, bullshit reason for being transphobic from my understanding of the essay is that like, um, it's some sort of weird kind of conspiracy uh, about that there's a there's a company in a study that's been done that proves that like uh, a lot of sort of young you know misguided hipsters want to be cool and 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 get confused into thinking they're trans and so then when they transition they uh, realize that they didn't want to they, that they want to you know do the to detransition and it ruins their life and 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 it's a real problem is like that these young hipsters are kind of getting kind of lost in, in like their own identity politics just because of Twitter or whatever, or, or, you know, and also a whole bunch of stuff about bathroom legislation. But yeah, she's, she's, you know, completely you know misguided and really fucked up and a cretin. Yeah. I just can't believe that like, she's not like, I don't know when it comes to people in public platforms and you've got such a huge stance. And if someone calls you out on something, even if you don't believe it, just 
pretend, you know? I feel like that's what a lot of people do anyway. Don't you have a publicist? That, like, yeah, but like the fact that she's just she's letting she's her... She's a fucking billionaire. She doesn't have to pretend nothing. She's yeah, got so, so much money. Yeah, yeah. But she's I mean, but like her reputation though, like her reputation is ruined and like she doesn't even give a shit. Like I'm like, how can you do that? That's the thing, but I guess, ru- when you have but that but stronger stance and you've got the money to not have to worry about it anymore. But also, yeah, the, the, her reputation is ruined to us, but there's there, she has so, so many... You know, fellow kind of middle-aged white women who are like, ju- like so relieved that she's posting this stuff because yeah, they're no, also her- equally transphobic. Like, her- and, and so many people. You know, she speaks to a really sort of silent, uh, well, not so silent kind of transphobic um, dissection of like just culture that you know is, is everywhere. You know, yeah, that's we true. just don't know about it. And We're in our own little bubble. I agree with that, but I also think. Her fan base is Harry Potter fans, and Harry Potter fans are like, you know, Gen Y, Gen Z, the millennials, our age group. And I feel like our age group, well, I like to think so, even though we are in a social bubble, are a little bit more progressive and a little bit more aware of these things. So I still well, hope so, yeah. That she's just lost like a huge part of her fan base. Yeah, and it's like, and it's a part of your fan base that you'd want to think that someone would care the most about. Like, yeah, because I know that, like, so. I remember when when all of that was kicking off, there was a lot of people talking about how there was a lot of people that felt like found a lot of comfort in those books that yeah. Kind of yeah. were in that sort of, in that world. And it's like, even if you are appealing to a large part of your demographic in that are just mm. hell transphobic or whatever. What, I, it just—it seems like such a shame to to lose, but I guess that's the thing. If you are transphobic, she, you she, don't care she about losing it, that, that group of people. Yeah, and she believes it fervently. It's it's like she she is very 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 like I don't think there's there's you know sometimes you can you with when people come out and, and like fuck themselves up with their own horrible views, you think oh maybe you know maybe they're just dumb or maybe they're you know i don't know it's 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 an addiction thing or they're vying for attention or ignorant she she very very passionately believes what she's talking about like she really really believes this is true she's she's not about to read a book and and change her mind no which again when it doesn't affect you i don't understand how you can be so passionate about that Uh, because you can convince yourself that it does affect you and it's yeah. it's also it's 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 like sort of second wave feminism. It's it's yeah, like uh, yeah. it's bullshit. Turf, it's turf. like it's you know I think it all stems from this kind of defensive like uh, like well you know they're not the, the, you know trans people are real women and I, and I'm a feminist so that's why you know that and I and I really feel I feel like she's sort of she's digging herself into this trench against kind of like these young millennials trying to sort of say I'm wrong, but I'm JK Rowling. I'm a fucking billionaire. And like, and let's also, let's also not forget that like Harry Potter was not just a youth phenomenon, like middle-aged people at the, the time in 1999 or whatever, like from my understanding anyway, were like, also just reading it like it you yeah, know it, all true. age groups like it wasn't uh sort of aimed at, at middle age people but they fucking love it man they love it it's crazy how huge it was at the time even like i know and it still is i still love harry potter i love it so much and now it just makes me so sad <laughs> i get really really yeah, sad about bummer. it because like i not that i guess i can kind of still um what's the word separate myself or separate my love for Harry Potter from J.K. Rowling, obviously, because I feel like her personality does not come out <laughs> in any of those books. Oh, actually, that's not true. Maybe well, some there's, there's some does. anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, mm, I don't. I think I take that back. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
No, you I, know, I think I can still obviously still love Harry Potter and I never really like looked up to J.K. Rowling. Like she was never the idol. It was always Hermione was my idol. But then when she goes out and says, oh, no, but I wrote Hermione in the vision of myself. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, More- it definitely yeah, does. Yeah, it yeah, begs sure. the, the, the larger question of art and artist. And yeah, yeah, of course. That's true. Which I think yeah, yeah is always such a sketchy thing because it's so easy to contradict yourself. When you start getting yeah, into that yeah. thing, yeah, it's true. But Which I feel like we might have to just like create a bit of a judgment-free zone on this episode for for that, like for what your stance ends up being on that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think is like I think you know obviously acknowledging uh, again that like uh, where we as far as I know anyway don't really have the same connection to like um you know apart from being obviously very outraged by the transphobia it's like there's a there's a large uh part of this that we don't feel you know when she's being transphobic that other people do and and there's a lot of issues that we yeah, might for sure of... we're not definitely a part of those communities that have felt specifically ostracized or kind of hurt by her remarks yeah but we exactly. do want to pay attention to that and also like kind of explore those concepts and i think Leading into that, that's kind of what I want to delve into in terms of the research is that um, I kind of want to like look at the response from like Mm. JK Rowling fans and like specifically the trans community and like the LGBTQI community and seeing how they responded to such comments and like her just presence in the media and how she's just kind of polarized a lot of things. Yeah, I guess I I like to kind of like uh, sort of just outline when whatever this is sort of started and how it started and sort of J.K. Rowling's sort of internet presence or whatever, like, and, and kind of the the downfall <laughs> of, like... A, yeah. I wonder, because I'm curious as well to see, is this, like, a thing that just began or is it just, like, the more J.K. Rowling, like, let her, her personality out online, like, uh, you know, did it just become more and more foul? But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of look yeah, into that and, and what she's doing and what happened and yada yada. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It'll be very interesting to see that progression yes. unravel. Yeah, I know that she signed a like an open letter that was published um, somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, there was like arguing against like a stifled free speech sort of thing that oh, a yeah. whole bunch of people uh, signed onto. <laughs> I know that like um, Noam Chomsky was signed onto the letter and I think uh, Margaret Atwood it kind of doesn't surprise Margaret me Margaret Atwood that, really yeah, Margaret Atwood. <gasps> yeah it kind of no. doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> yeah so that I'll, surprises I'll, me I'll, I'll look into uh, I'm going to look into they're that they're boomers and... they're all boomers at the end of the day <laughs> they're all boomers yeah <laughs> they're all Karens and boomers, boomers and, and we're just <laughs> little millennials aren't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think I'll, I'll probably I'm going to look into that and I might see like what other support that she got from like her kind of contemporaries. Like I know that her and Neil Gaiman are good friends. And oh, really? What? Yeah, they 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 share a studio together. I'm pretty sure it's like Neil what? Gaiman, Amanda Palmer. What? Um, oh. J.K. Rowling and I think it might be Stephen King, something like that. They all share. Yeah, Stephen like, King a, a studio space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There's, there's, there's always been something about Neil Gaiman that sort of. Uh, like I just get this. He's yeah, got, he's got yeah, this sort of. I, yeah. mm, he shits me. I don't know why. Why? I like him. <laughs> I like him too. Did, I like was him this too. The case. I think I. He's kind of like. A, he's just kind of got this sort of like. This he's kind smart, of like he's what, smarmy. What's behind the beguiling eyes of Neil Gaiman? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this no, is so no, depressing. Sure. But Stephen I, King, I thought Stephen King was American. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure about the Stephen well, these, King. These, bit, I'm, I, 
these rich authors yeah. seem to exist in just all places mm. at once, mate, because they just they just flow wherever they go. <laughs> they yeah. like to talk yeah. to each other and read each other and yes, write exactly. Each do yeah. do master classes Memoirs. and charge <laughs> thousands of euros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I illegally I, downloaded a bunch of the master classes and I watched Neil Gaiman's and I learned surprisingly not that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to watch those master classes. Can you send them to no, me? Don't somehow? watch them. Don't, and, and this, you know, maybe this won't go in, but don't don't bother with those. They're not very fucking good. Oh, yeah, okay. No, the best one is uh, Carol Joyce Oates. Uh, hers is pretty good, but it's also oh, yeah. it's like three hours and you and you. You, like if you'd paid hundreds of dollars for them, I would be so I would feel so ripped off because especially it's just them sort of reading their own work and and like I don't know yeah. it's just like and not really teaching you that much that you don't already know if you've like read one listicle about like tips for writing. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Ugh, that's so dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'm going to look into uh, like all of those guys and see if there was a response from any of the people that have previously been like big fans of uh, J.K. Rowling in the in the already public sphere. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're going to go ahead and kill all our all our heroes. Watch out! I'm canceling everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> canceling Zeb. <laughs> That's it. The white man Pow. cancels once again. <laughs> <laughs> One of one of our one of our one of our men cancelled. I'd like to think one of our parents will just end up on the list somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mum, without a doubt, she's a diehard J.K. Rowling fan. I am yeah, also a jai, jai, jai hard. I'm a diehard. I'm a diehard J.K. Rowling fan, but no more. Yeah, because well, I am smart enough to know the difference between bad and good. Sure. <laughs> buy buy them at an op shop and illegally download them. You can still. Well, I'm not going to say you can still like Harry Potter. Some, you, I, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can still like Harry Potter. I yeah, guess. I love Harry Potter. Pirate, Excuse me. Pirate. It's so easy. It's so good. Uh, no, no, no. You can love the story and the way that it makes you feel. Yes. That's and the point. Don't get and that Harry Potter tattoo you were talking about. And they, about. All, they all... I was not talking about a Harry Potter tattoo, Zeb. Don't be silly. You get a Slytherin and, and Ravenclaw cusp tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll okay. be a very great design. It'll be like a snake with a raven head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or a raven with a snake head. I don't know. I don't know which one I'm more whistle. intellectual. <laughs> My raven claw intellectual or Slytherin intellectual? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and what, that's a good we note can, to, to... Let's have a week. <laughs> let's take a week. I'm a little drunk. I'm <laughs> 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 Just like <"Woo-hoo."> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. Over the week, Rachel read articles on the Atlantic, ABC, and Vox, and followed Twitter posts with the hashtag JKR. Zeb read JK's open letter on Harpers.org and read articles by the BBC, US Magazine, and the Huffington Post. Coward read back through JK Rowling's Twitter. Listen to the podcast MuggleCast episode 469 and read articles for The Scotsman, Vogue, Vox, NBC and Insider, as well as blog posts by The Outline and on JK's own website. For a full list of sources and more, head to www.cowardspace.com forward slash opheads. Do you, I got this feeling that like I, I know that like you know obviously the rhetoric is is real when it comes to JK, but I have also this sense that like you know when like your mum or whatever or like a, a teacher, uh, 
or or you you know like I don't know like just an older person kind of digs themselves into a hole like politically, and then you can see them just like standing by their point and just going like, no, I will not give in. I sort of really see this with J.K. a lot, where I really think that like once it came out, it all just came out. Oh yeah, it's my mum. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, my yeah. mum. It's ridiculous. But my mum yeah. like doesn't think that she at all has dug herself a hole. She's like she just gets <laughs> yeah. further and further yeah, believing fast, yeah. No, I am correct and everybody else is wrong and everyone's against me. If she's Yeah, exactly. To and this, then it's I'm sorry, except mommy, the, I love you. <laughs> so the difference is as far as I know, your mum doesn't have the the power over millions and millions of people. Oh, but, then but I, she but then, does. Not that you know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how deeply I misunderstand the patch. <laughs> Your mum's Twitter accounts. Imagine. Get that road oh renamed. My mum would that be road renamed to them. She had Twitter. I would just. I'm very glad she doesn't have Twitter. Her on Facebook is bad enough. I'm like, mother, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sort of like. Do a brief history of, of J.K. Rowling and kind of who she is. I mean, like, I'm assuming that pretty much anyone who's going to listen to this is going to know already. But then I, th- yeah. I kind of feel like it's important to do, like, uh, a little context of, like, British turfism politics and um, the history of that. And then just jump into the scandal and, like, what exactly happened, like, the little, the little moments. Yeah. <coughs> Sounds good. I also just want to chime in. Hi, guys. How's it been? It's been oh, a yeah, while. Hey, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, also, yeah, hey, how are We're you? We're all too? a bit tired today, but that's all <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We'll right, soldier yeah, exactly. on. So, J.K. Rowling, she was born in uh, 1965. She grew up in Gloucestershire. Uh, it seems like she had a kind of working-class family. I think her, her, like her parents lived in, like, they moved to the country when she was young. Um, she was interested in writing. She had kind of like a like self-described miserable childhood. It seemed like things were kind of uh, a bit bleak. Um, her mum had multiple sclerosis. Who she eventually passed away, uh, maybe like ten years ago or something like that. Um, J.K. Rowling uh, sort of like went on to study French at university and worked as a translator. Um, and then eventually she moved to Portugal uh, to teach English. This is like around the 90s and she was already coming up with like ideas for her first novel and like constructing uh, the the all seven Harry Potter books like over like a five year period or so. Um, so she moved to Portugal and that's where she met like uh, George Arantes, uh, if that's the, how you pronounce it. And she he was the first her first husband. Um Jorg? He, he see, I th- Wouldn't it be... Jorg. Jorg. Jorg? Jorge? Jorge? Nah, <laughs> I think it's Jorg. I think it's Jorg. 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 Let's go with Jorg. <laughs> okay. Um, so she had a first, she had a first child with uh, him, and I think, I'm pretty sure he was, he's like, he was the kind of abusive uh, first husband. They got divorced, and... Um, she moved back to England in 1993, like with Harry Potter basically already like fleshed out. Um, and this is kind of the period of time now from 1993 until like 1995 or so, like where she was living as like a single mum with her daughter uh, and in Edinburgh where she still lives and um, kind of going to like a cafe and, and you know, writing Harry Potter and, and she was living off benefits and like severely depressed and uh, having a really hard time. Um, she finished the book Harry Potter in, let me just check, uh, in like 1994 or five. 
Um, she like tried to get published. She got like twelve rejections, and then eventually it got published. And then, uh, then yeah, I don't know. Like until two thousand eleven, like uh, if, if we we know right. Like it's like we know we know what happened with Harry Potter. I think if everyone knows that. Um, yeah. So then after like you know like there was just a big Harry Potter explosion. She became like a, a billionaire and like a big public figure, and um, it was like the biggest thing in the whole world. There's like in the article I was reading, the roundup that I read on this was like from the insider. There was this very like I don't know like you know it was one of those very like um, you know those shitty kind of articles that had separated out into like little pictures being like oh and also. J.K. Rowling's got a truck with a picture of Harry Potter on the side okay. of it. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, so also, annoying. And there, there was one bit where it was sort of just going through, like, uh, how cool is J.K. Rowling, where it's like, J.K. Rowling refuses to be a billionaire, and it just talks about, like, like every time she hits a billion, uh, every time she gets to the billionaire status, she makes sure that she donates enough money that she's not a billionaire anymore. Good on her. <laughs> that's very kind. Know. Good <laughs> on you. Well, it's better than not donating the money. <laughs> I, I know, so. I know, but it sort of—it does feel a little like she's like, "Oh no, no, I will, I will not be a billionaire. I'm happy being a multi, like you know, yeah, yeah, like nine hundred millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough for me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. What could but I then, possibly so... do with a million? <laughs> you with mean a billion? A billion. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just literally like I I want the money, but not the title. I, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> but I mean, so she is she is a philanthropist, and she like gives a lot of money away to charity. She set up a charity for like people with multiple sclerosis and and people with depression, and um, and uh, you know, this is where kind of like uh, you know, for people that that maybe don't get how like what the turf thing is or like the strict definition, she is like. And um, and this is all in parenthesis because obviously it's like you know when you're trans exclusive, what does this mean? But she is like left wing. She is a leftist again parenthesis, and she is a feminist, and and you know like she uh like she's a big supporter of the Labour Party, and she gives a lot to charity, and was considered up until kind of like this recent stuff to be you know one of the more liberal. Uh, voices or whatever, and I think a lot of people sort of like looked up to her that way, you know, being one of the, you know, I don't know, prominent voices in like a sort of mainstream leftism, like or whatever. Um, so she went on to write an, another novel after Harry Potter kind of ended, like 2011 or whatever. She started. She wrote this novel called like A Casual Vacancy, which I I don't people sort of didn't like that much. It was like a sexy thing about like adults. But I don't know. <laughs> and then, so, so then this brings us to kind of like what she's writing now, which is this series about a detective called uh, Corm- Cormoran, Cormoran Strike. Um, uh, the first one, uh, she she's writing them, uh, she writes them all under this pseudonym, uh, Robert, Robert Galbraith. Um, and then, uh, you know, it quickly came out that it's, it's JK Rowling. And so she's been writing that kind of ever since. And like, that's sort of, brings us to like today to the Sexual, transvestite yeah. in, the, in the like the transvestite murderer yeah well this is the this is the most recent one yeah but apparently from like some of i listened to this you know harry potter fan podcast and they kind of were like speculating at the point where sort of transphobia sort of entered her remit um and it seems like what people speculate a lot anyway was like for one of these detective series i think the first one 
she had to like understand what 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 are young people like about there's there's a lot of young people in this i need to it needs to feel modern and that's kind of like what brought her to like uh researching you know like um uh trans politics and then which sort of led her into transphobia which is a shame but um <laughs> yeah so i mean like i don't know i mean i feel like most people might know like uh, what a TERF is, but just for those that don't, uh, TERF's an acronym uh, for Trans Exclusive Radical Feminist. Um, it's kind of moved, it's sort of like, that was coined in like the 2000s, and it's like, it's basically, it is like people that are, uh, like, and, and again, like, by the strictest definition, because it depends, like, I don't really consider someone who's trans exclusive to be a feminist, maybe, but that's the definition is like, they are a feminist, but they don't include trans females or uh, like, like trans people into their politics. Well, hang on, actually, I've got a stricter definition. It's a, a feminist who excludes the right of transgender women from the advocacy of women's rights. But then it, it's sort of like also like evolved a little bit to kind of like absorb people that aren't necessarily like radical feminists or whatever. Um, and I found a really good article uh, by Edie Miller on the outline.com, which is called, uh, why is British media so transphobic by Edie Miller? Um, the kind of like kind of pinpoints the UK as being this kind of weird hotspot for like, uh, turfs in the media and like popular culture and like, which is something that I don't know much about, but from the context of a few articles I've read, it seems pretty clear that like, you know, turfs in the UK kind of align somehow, which I don't know, maybe you guys have heard something about that. Well, I just, I remember seeing, um, Jermaine Greer on uh, yeah, uh, one yeah. of those shows. I think it was that Would I Lie to You show. And yeah, yeah. it kind of struck me because I never took her to be someone who was very funny or tried to be very funny. And no, yeah. the only other thing I really knew about it was that, yeah, she was like radical feminist from what the second wave and mm. super not into trans women. <laughs> Yeah, well, is she also a tough. Like, is definitely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she's, 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 she's of the yeah, she's sure. of that old school. I think like the, <laughs> and, and I don't fully know. Like, I'm not. I don't know heaps about this, but like, as far as I can tell, she belongs to that more radical feminist version of turfism, where it's about like, um, uh, like male privilege, the male like the privilege of being able to decide to be a woman, and how you can't uh. be a woman if you haven't grown up with the experiences of being a woman. Yeah, yeah. Which disregards, yeah. like, growing up with the experiences of being trans, which is yeah, arguably exactly. worse <laughs> than sure. growing up as a woman. Yeah, and also, like, I, like this weird uh, argument that, like, dictates that, like, you know, like, trans women think that, uh, like, the, you know, claim to have grown up their whole lives knowing what it is to experience life as a woman, where it's like, I don't think most uh, trans people that have transitioned are claiming that. I'm pretty sure most are very aware. Of yeah, the fact. yeah. It's exactly. Like but I think it's like, a, I think it's kind of got this alignment with like second wave feminism a little bit of like, you know, like, and a lot of the time they'll like, you know, use a lot of like trickery to kind of like use some of the correct terms that like in their minds at least make them feel like, oh no, I'm not transphobic. I'm just talking about women, you know, which is transphobic. So, like, I yeah. think there's that mixed into it. I think there's but, also, um, like, a big part which I've kind of, like, read about <clears throat> from at least from, like, the reasoning behind J.K. Rowling's transphobia is that fear of, like, abuse and sexual assault that comes from 
people with penises and like that and then that violence against women and then the fact that like a trans woman technically still has that sex power that these TERFs are talking about and so they create this like fear that there is this violence and stuff that can come from trans women because they still hold the genitalia of a man. That's what there's I read, the, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> okay. Yeah, there, there's this um, there's this sort of forum uh, that this article that I read like talks about. I'm just trying to look. Mumsnet, Mumsnet, like was this like big um forum that was kind of like Reddit ask me anything for like mums, and then it kind of like got co-opted into this kind of like turf space like this big turf messaging board thing that really took off and there was a lot of it like a lot of transphobic people do that and and like i mean the author of this article seems to think that it's very like conscious where they kind of like align uh trans people with abusers and it's like a really sad thing because it's like a lot of these people like it's a safe space where they can talk as women and a lot of them uh, discuss abuse and then discuss like uh you know their their idea of like you know turf rights or whatever yeah and it kind of becomes muddled because they kind of associate one thing with the other exactly. and transphobic people often try to like wedge that in very consciously or at least like you know that's the opinion of like the the well, writer yeah. of this article well, but I, I also they're... agree like they're playing on people's fears. Like, that's exactly what these people do and that's why they get yeah. such a reaction. And, like, obviously if you're talking to victims of abuse and then you start saying, oh, no, but trans people can do that to you, then, of course, these people are going to be like, oh, my God, like, this is terrifying. It's so manipulative and it's so horrible that these people just yeah. prey on, like, you know, that those people's trauma. It's not... Yeah, there's, it's there's not no, nice. like, there's... a. There's a bunch of studies, like, you know, talking about spaces and shared spaces and, like, how, like, all of, like, these points about, like, safety are, like, you know, widely debunked. I mean, like, that, you know, this is from my research and, and like, I'm obviously, I didn't really, whenever I look into the, the opposite opinion, it kind of makes me feel a bit sick and, like, I'm sure you can find studies. But, like, I mean, I kind of get into it a little bit with her blog because I think, like, this is kind of definitely, there's, um... J.K. Rowling displays this kind of behavior of kind of like um, uh, like in, intertwining the two ideas, and but it's sort of like it's sort of the way that I feel like people sort of you know like mix up, I don't know, racism with uh, like uh, economic downturn or whatever like that. You know, like these things become aligned very consciously by you know the cretins, the cretins of the world. Um, so the, the in this article, it's it's a really good article. It's a really good like outline of like turfism in the UK. Um, they align like the beginning of like turfism widely to this movement, which I never heard of, called the Skeptics Movement, which was like uh, in the early two thousands, and and they described it as like uh, a loose network of people who were far too impressed with themselves for not believing in astrology and homeopathy. Um, and it kind of moved on to this, like, it was this sort of widely disconnected movement of, like, people meeting up in, like, pubs or whatever, and sort of, like, this kind of sceptical science um, sort of philosophy, and it was, like, very, like, uh, like focused on, like, there's this one sort of, like, very selective uh, group of sciences that cannot be just sort of, like... Uh, they cannot be debunked, like, you know, and, and we're going to debunk everything else and, like, this is immutable science. And it kind of, like, 
got a lot of the time it got kind of mixed it like kind of, kind of crossed into eugenics a little bit and it was like yeah you can kind of, um, yeah you can see how that would lead into things like eugenics and then uh that like what do you, i don't what do you, i don't know i i know that there's a term for this but like that kind of like um uh like biological sex uh um, i have it written down here as reductivist biologism that sounds about right <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Can I ask but that, a really stupid question? What is eugenics? Yeah. Eugenics, eugenics is like is selective it? breeding to create like superior people. Oh, it's like it was utilized right. by yeah, the yeah, it yeah. was like practiced by the Nazis a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, like Gattaca. <laughs> yeah, like Gattaca, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, At- Atlas shrugged. What was her Anne Rand was really into Ayn eugenics, Rand. right? Yeah. She's like held she's really into <laughs> neoliberalism, isn't she? That's like her Yeah, she's thing. she's the the big the big neoliberal like uh eugenics like writer or whatever, but so yeah, so the the skeptic like the skeptics movement kind of like petered out uh by like, you know, like um yeah, you know, like the late two thousand and tens or whatever. Mostly it seems like because like people like uh sort of rightly sort of like uh, located a, like a large part of it was very like um like very misogynist and so it sort of like got sort of pulled apart but it kind of left this sort of imprint into like the psyche of people like when it comes to like trans politics um but rolling rolling was never a part of this was she well i don't know but it it, it seems like it's sort of like her like this is this this is sort of more an article about like turf politics and how it became widely accepted by by the media uh in the uk and it's like it's how it's specifically like a uk thing um, so then, yeah, I sort of talked a bit about Mumsnet, um, but that kind of led to like a lot of journalists and, and a lot of like, uh, sort of public figures kind of have this sort of like turfy sort of basis sort of like, uh, ingrained into them. So there's a lot of like, I remember when, um, because like right now, like, well, like during the time of the JK Rowling kind of saga was sort of like aligned with the, um, the gender recognition act being kind of looked over again in the UK and um and they seem to like this is when all the turfs really kind of came into their own and like really started to like become very actively anti-trans um i still don't fully get the gender recognition act but i'm going to just read a direct quote from the article um so there's a proposal like basically to change a bill about how gender recognition works because it's you know very muddled and and very difficult to like i don't know like to to change your like official gender with the government or whatever like um uh, and so there was a proposal which somehow came through Theresa May I don't really know why she would be interested in that but uh it was sort of like on the table for like being kind of um uh like looked at again to make things safer um the quote here is uh these changes would have given more weight to self-identification in the process of attaining a document legally recognizing the holder's gender known as a gender recognition certificate in place of the current system, which is a complicated process of proving your gender to a panel of, uh, to a panel, according to a long list of criteria, including mental health diagnosis, dysphoria, uh, for dysphoria, proof of having lived in the acquired gender throughout the period of two years, ending with the date on which the application is made. And if the application is married, I kid you not spousal consent for their gender to be recognized in the eyes of the law. Um, well, that, I mean, that's kind of the way it goes for like most countries now. I'm pretty um, sure that's how it worked. I think that I'm pretty sure that because I'm, I'm, 
I think yeah, I know that there's awful, a, there's a sort of similar thing in Australia where you have to go through a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff before you can get recognised before you can start. Yeah, getting, it makes uh, like obviously. It. <clears throat> but then, I'm pretty sure that in Australia it, it was that you had to. Actually, I don't know this for sure, but I think that you had to um, essentially forfeit your marriage because uh, mm. because we didn't have a gay marriage, uh, yeah, thing. So, uh, because of I think there might have been a way around it, but uh, yeah, I think that you had and to. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of room for like. Uh, I mean, also like gender dysphoria is a very like you know. Um, problematic you know i think like is is a is a gross definition that like is is struggled with a lot by the trans community but that's that's my understanding maybe i've got that wrong no yeah no that's right it's mm, it's a bit weird that one so they're actually the the bill was dropped in september this year because of uh I don't know, because of, like, Boris Johnson, but also thanks to people like fucking J.K. Rowling, like, you know, which is um, which is a real shame. It's really sad. Um, but this was kind of, like, it really, like, uh, co-aligns when, like, J.K. Rowling started becoming very uh, uh, active about, like, uh, you know, trans people or trans politics. That This was sort of aligned with, like, around the Gender Recognition Act. So, uh, so J.K. Rowling sort of been active on on Twitter for a while, um, but sort of started becoming a little more like, I don't know what the term is, like uh, involved in her own voice with it. Kind of like five or six years ago, um, she started out with these kind of like, I don't know, like these rolling weird Twitter revelations that sort of like I've I've just highlighted a few that I think kind of like mark the transition of like how strange and like maniacal and like. I don't know, involved with, like, her ego, like, it all became. But this this is just the list of the ones I liked. Um, Fred was not born first. George, like, of the twins in, in okay. Harry Potter. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fred was born first. And then uh, then it gets into, like, Moaning Myrtle is also named. Like, her, Moaning Myrtle's full name is Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. And then... <laughs> That's a funny coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Then That's a very... There's another one. <laughs> Anthony Goldstein, a Ravenclaw in Harry's year, was actually Jewish. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Tom. Are you sure you're reading the right um, J.K. Rowling tweets? Because I accidentally, I found a like a, a parody account of J.K. Rowling and I was reading their tweets and I'm like, what? She said this? I'm pretty, this I'm pretty sure this but was like some Reddit nerd account. guy who did like a timeline and went through every single... So I'm pretty sure this, I'm paraphrasing oh, okay. them though. This, right. are, this is a paraphrase. Okay. I should. I... Okay, because I was I was very shocked. She was being very weird on this <laughs> yeah. account, and I was convinced that it was her for ages. And I was like, "What is happening? Who is this woman?" And then I finally realized. But it is like, like this, oh like like the, some like, of the, I, I left out so many of like my favorite ones. But like it went from like she started getting really into like it seemed like she was kind of like you know she came out and was like oh Dumbledore was gay and and then everyone was like oh yeah that's great and then it just sort of started like oh well you think I'm you think I'm the anti-Semitic well guess what Dobby the house elf he actually had a bar mitzvah and everyone was very very into it it just oh, yeah. wasn't in the book and then like it ended with her like there's like this whole thing about her being like Dumbledore is not Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> it's like, what? And she's like super. Is that a theory? <laughs> she's super like anti Jeremy Corbyn as well. Like she doesn't like Jeremy Corbyn at all. Like she she's very like vocal about it. But then so like in terms of like the scandal. Um, Wait, can I just ask? Around- you know, I said earlier about um, 
her tweeting that uh, Harry Potter was pro Israel. Did you find yeah, that yeah. in that in that bunch? Or did that no, come from I the didn't, parody but, account? But maybe account? it it didn't make it into the super super thread or whatever. I'm just gonna real quick look it up. But yeah, keep talking. Um, in, in terms of sort of like, there was sort of like this weird foreshadowing before the kind of scandal that like we probably know about, um, around December 19th last year, she sort of came out supporting Maya for starter, who was like this turf who got fired kind of just for being a turf. Like she lost her job. Um, and she posted, uh, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consel- uh, consenting adult who'll have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. Hashtag I stand with Maya. Hashtag this is not a drill. Um, <laughs> and and then like kind of like there was all this <laughs> stuff where people were kind of finding like her, she was sort of liking a bunch of very, like very actually like, uh, vicious transphobic posts. She was liking them and um, kind of like taking, like unliking them when sort of like fans would find out or whatever, which comes up later. Um, and then there was like a, there was one point, like, it was, I can't remember exactly which one it was. There was a bunch of just really foul transphobic posts and, and one of them where she got caught for liking, like the press, like people came out and, and described it as her having a middle-aged moment and that her finger just slipped and like okay. all this kind of... <laughs> I remember reading that. That was Um, so ridiculous. (laughs) So So on on June 6th, uh, Rowling retweeted an an op-ed titled Creating a More Equal Post-COVID-19 World for People Who Menstruate, writing, People who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wumben? Wimpund? Wumund? Um, and which was like, you know, like very quickly she sort of like, there was an onslaught of like people being like, that's, you know, pretty foul and like, and pointing out like, kind of like some of the more obvious issues around like menstruation, not being like a sort of like a female assigned at birth, uh, exclusive thing. And like I don't know, all the, the problematic elements to like that tweet. Um, and she sort of like, there's a lot of like, I'm going to skip over a lot of like who said what and back and forth, but a lot of people came out against her. She sort of came out again. She posted the next day uh, saying, like, I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex what? removes the ability to of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. Which is, like, she has this kind of, like, issue kind of understanding the difference between gender and sex. Um, so she sort of went back and forth with Twitter a lot. And, and like, then eventually on um, June 10th, she made this blog post, which I had the misfortune of reading for the second time. Uh, this... <laughs> Very, very fucking long blog post. Uh, she posted a tweet reading Turf Wars with a link to it. Um, and it's called JK Rowling writes about her reasons for speaking out on sex and gender issues. And it's this like, it's this very like carefully, I mean, she's a writer. It's very carefully written um, and very consciously written. And you can tell that she's spent a lot of time kind of choosing her words to sound kind of like as though that you know like this orwellian force is coming out against her because she she was doing research for a book and she happened to like you know like she was researching trans issues for one of her books and then she happened to accidentally like some tweets that people didn't like and now this uh this orwellian like oh um, my god force of twitter fans are, are trying to cancel her and like and kind of she's just like she's a very concerned person and like um she doesn't you know mean to 
offend trans people. She loves trans people. And then she goes into this kind of like um, talking uh, like about like, and when you read it, it's not at all that it's convincing. Like, you know, to me, you know, as someone who like understands transphobia, I can identify it straight away as like, this is bullshit. This is wrong. This is transphobic. But I think it's kind of like, it's, it's very carefully worded to the people that might not understand the issue, might read it. And it, it just seems like, oh, JK Rowling's very concerned about trans people. It's, it's not that she's transphobic. She's actually very worried about people. Um, she uses this, like this one single study and kind of like really paints it as though it's like this, this serious uh, issue in like um, young young women in in the UK, but she's actually just using information from this one study to point at like dissonance in like trans youth. So like that a lot of people have sort of been tricked into thinking that they want to transition and actually they're just very marginalized, uh, abused women who and and then there's this big movement of people who like you know transitioning has ruined their lives and they they want to de transition. Um, and she kind of like takes a lot of information from this one study that's been, you know, very, very debunked and very rebuked. Um, yeah. And then, uh, then she's uses, mischaracterizes this study about rapid onset gender dysphoria, kind of claiming that the article was sort of like destroyed by like trans media when actually it was just sort of like re like looked at by the scientific board that posted it and determined to be not valid. So she kind of uses all these unvalidated studies to kind of like, you know, like misinform and like, um, construct this point that like, there's this, like, I like this conspiracy theory about like young women are being tricked into, into thinking that they're trans, but they're not. And this is an issue or something like that. Um, and I mean, like, I've got a good rundown of, like, of, of a very, like, succinct rebuttal to, like, everything she says. Um, uh, but it's just foul. It's really foul. And I think it's, like, it's very, like, carefully worded to try and paint her as, like, a very concerned person. But genuinely, it just seems like, I mean, you know, like, it just seems like she doesn't like trans people. She's a transphobic person. And, like, uh, this painting is, like, some kind of form of concern is actually really just gross. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, when you read the, when you read the blog it... post, it, it really makes me feel very upset. I don't want to read it again. I've read it twice now and both times. It's very upsetting because it's very manipulative and it's also deeply flawed, like, uh, and very, very upsetting. And I know that, like, from what I had read, I didn't read the whole thing because, yeah, as you said, I was just kind of very put off by it. And I was like, well, I Tom's can, reading can. it, so he can just explain it. But <laughs> she goes into, I know, like she draws on a lot of her own personal experiences of violence and abuse. And then she uses that as a way of kind of trying yeah. to paint herself in like a victim light. And she's just like, no, I understand your like experiences because I've gone through this. Mm. And, like I'm a woman and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you can't. Oh, it just made me so mad. I was like, you cannot be using that to then try and justify yeah, you doing exactly, the exact yeah. same thing and calling other people's experiences yeah, they're like very not valid. creepy, sophisticated oh. way of like uh, getting people on your side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I like it's yeah. like I think I think it's like you know it it is worth noting that like in our bubble of people that are very educated, well, I mean, like I'm assuming, are very educated in like trans politics and how it works and, and understanding it. And like, I mean, you know, like having a community that accepts trans people, uh, for, uh, you know, like 
you know, obviously, I don't think anyone's reading this and, and changing their mind, but I think it's for the it's for people that that just go, oh, something's going on with trans people and J.K. Rowling. I don't really understand it, and then reading that, and, and like you know, it's it's designed to be pulling those people in towards J.K. Rowling. I feel like, and and it, it's it's kind of sickening because like, it's it's not like I I don't think any my personal opinion. I don't think she believes it. And maybe the first time I read it, I thought, okay, J.K. Rowling's got the wrong end of the situation here, but, you know, she's she's reading the wrong information or she's reading, like, deeply flawed information. But, like, when you actually look into the basis of what she's using to back up her points, it's like she's, she's like, purposefully misrepresenting, like, the information and, you, and, you know, targeting data from anti-trans websites. And so it feels like she she is constructing like an essay she's constructing a point uh she's not you know she doesn't have an opinion that's backed up by evidence she's using evidence to like create her opinion which is you know really fucking dark yeah but that just is but i think that just proves how intelligent she is like she knows the way to do this and she knows how to get people on her side and there's no way that she would be reading the wrong information like look at her like of course not and like the things that she is reading she knows that this will be taken as fact like she's looking at studies and she's looking at this she knows that this is going to be received in a way that people are going to be like oh yeah of course that's real like there's a study statistics and blah 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 yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that was the blog post, and then she she's made a bunch more. I mean, there's so much to cover. I'm not going to cover all of it. it. But basically, it just goes on and on. She keeps posting. People keep rebutting. You know, some of the Harry Potter like celebs are coming out like against most of them actually are coming out against her. I can't think of one that is. Um, and it just goes on and on. One. She's like, <laughs> oh, really? okay, cool. Well, we'll get into that. Um, so she's sort of like promoting and like you know reposting transphobic T-shirts and debunked articles and and blah blah blah. Like it just goes on and on. Um, now she's writing the fifth book in the in the strike series, this Cormoran strike, in which actually I, I sort of skimmed over before. There was like this transphobia already in those books from like years ago. There's like the detective like is actively transphobic in one of the books. I think it's called it, it's Silkworm. There's a scene where like the detective, after like uh, outing a trans woman, like uh, you know threatens her to, to send her to prison or whatever. Um, but she's writing the fifth book now called Trouble Blood. I think it's out. Um, yeah, it just yeah, got released. Like the detective's trying to like um, solve this crime, and, and the villain is is like a cross-dressing man who you know like breaks into bathrooms or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, which is hardly surprising, but breaks into bathrooms. Yeah, but that's kind of that's, that's kind of where she's at. And uh, it seems like she's pretty, like, rooted in and, and people are attacking her and, and that's kind of the situation. And that's, But, yeah, basically I think, like, I, you know, like, it's, it's easy to forget, you know, I'm not a big Harry Potter person and, and I've confirmed that from listening to some of, like, the fan podcasts. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's important Tom. to remember that, like, she is a, she's a person that people, like, really look up to, or, or did at least, you know. Um, so it, it's a, And this is obviously a damaging thing when it's someone who has a, a, a billion dollars. Well, not quite a billion dollars. Of course maybe, not. She's like, not allowed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Every time she gets there, she just donates one euro to charity. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, like, you know, like, it's a shame because, like, it's easy to think of... Um, it's like, you know, when I think of TERFs, uh, you know, it's easy to forget that, like, 
you know, she was considered before this to be someone who like a lot of people would look at to be like a liberal, um, a, a liberal person who they look up to, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, um, I don't know. It's just sort of, well, yeah, she was a huge feminist yeah, icon yeah, yeah. for so long. Like so many women like looked up exactly, to her. Yeah. And but it's just, I, the whole thing, like, it makes me feel really icky whenever I look into like her blog, like, you know, cause you read, you read these essays and you, you know, I grew up with Harry Potter, not in like a, like a, a one of the, like <laughs> these fandom ways, but like, you know, I read them all and then you read this and it's the same voice that wrote Harry Potter and you can kind of feel that. And it, and it's kind of, it does something to me where it's kind of like that voice is ingrained into my childhood and it, it makes me feel really dirty to like read these things that she's written, like really gross. I know what you mean. But I'm gonna yeah, I'll delve into that when I start. So like I guess uh, as I mentioned, I did I did find one person in my like I was just looking for uh I was originally kind of just looking up um celebrity support, popular like yeah, support that she got amongst all yeah, of Yeah, man. Fuck uh, this shit, yeah. Yeah, and um I don't know, I think uh, yeah, it's it's all pretty <laughs> it's all pretty dumb. <laughs> but uh so yeah, I looked at I looked up um uh, like uh, I found a, I found a thing from um, like a was it an open letter that she wrote or no someone wrote a letter um, that was like similar to the one in Harper's Magazine that I'll talk about in a second where um, there was essentially like I stand in solidarity with uh, J.K. Rowling that had I think it was like fifty eight people had signed on to it <clears throat> and I think some of it was uh, kind of about um, the like kind of vitriolic side of what she copped for all of her stupid tweets, you know, like uh, as you can imagine, like Twitter is an awful place. And she did like some people said some really awful things about, about her. And so I think like some people were just signing on to defend her in that capacity, which I don't, I guess is like whatever, you know, like I guess she has a right not, not to be called a dumpster fire and all that kind of stuff, I suppose. Dumpster fire. What does that I even mean? Something people on Twitter seem to say. Just a, it's a very Twitter sort of thing. I think calling someone like you're that's a fucking dumpster fire. Twitter. Yeah. Which I always like. Uh, Twitter is a strange. Is it? Is, place. it, is a dumpster fire particularly bad because it smells bad, or is it because <laughs> the plastic and the trash burns at a very high temperature? <laughs> oh yeah, maybe because it's, it's trash. trash burning. Yeah, I guess like so. That's lower than you if could you if you are trash uh, burning yeah i think it's all I, remember yeah. I, had, I had a neighbor who used to burn this old italian guy in one had, of the incinerator in the backyard he used to burn his trash <laughs> yeah. and i remember like one of my housemates was like you gotta stop doing that and they, they were like no it's good for the environment <laughs> <laughs> it's very oh, sad yeah, but uh, but I'm sure there was uh, there's obviously there's always death threats and and whatever but i i yeah i don't like i think kind of like like you know, like it's it's like you know, I don't know. I, actually, I'm not going to insert my opinion, but I mean, you know, fuck her, basically. Yeah, well, I think that I think that honestly, it was more of that, just like, which is what I, I guess, what I ended up kind of writing about is just like um, celebrities jumping to the defense of a celebrity for saying something bullshit and like getting in yeah, trouble yeah. for it. So yeah, on that list, but <laughs> I, I like I like I always love this shit where it's like you know, as as though like. It's like, you know, the, one of the worst things that you can ever experience is, is being sort of like 
teamed up on on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but it's like this. This isn't like this isn't like you know cyberbullying someone because you know like oh, oh fuck J.K. Rowling because of something she can't change. It's like people disagree with her opinion because her opinion's very destructive. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, a, and it's yeah. so vocal. You're using your platform. You're opening yeah. yourself up to and, that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, and I'm sure people on the other side of the argument, you know, like trans. You know, like, uh, like the you know, in the in the trans political community who are outwardly for like trans rights, get the same thing on the other side. Yeah, and but uh, it is much more personal, and it's probably much yeah, much more offensive. But even that, it's like if you want yeah, to be exactly. outwardly political on on Twitter, that's that is what's going to happen. And yeah. like you know, you sh- death threats yeah. obviously are fucked up, but also like. I mean, what what do you want people to do? Like, what I don't like. What do these celebs want? Is just like, well, no one can be mean to me, and I can say whatever I want. And that's yeah, how it is. It's yeah, like, you- yeah. Well, that's <clears throat> that's like essentially what I've I've been writing about <laughs> like all afternoon. It's just like I think that yeah, yeah. I think that what like what what this has created is like so yeah. Actually, I'll I'll try and I'll try and make this uh, fit into the whole thing a bit better. So like uh, I also found like the other thing that I wanted to talk about was that open letter that I um, had heard about with. Uh, like Noam Chomsky and Margaret Atwood and all these people signing onto it about uh, yeah, freedom right. of speech and and the 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 right for a, for an open debate without a what were they they were calling it they had a funny name for censorship there was just censorship but longer like sense censoriousness or something <laughs> something like yeah that. of course <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like he is a linguist don't forget sounds like a centaur <laughs> from Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, the, so Harper's Magazine published this like kind of open letter to yeah the right to um, freedom of debate, uh, talking about how yeah um, oh yeah so who who we had uh, so yeah Salman Rushdie signed onto it Noam Chomsky Malcolm Gladwell J.K. Rowling Margaret Atwood all these people uh, just like a bunch of like academics and journalists and things like that um, so yeah the the things essentially talking about the right to freedom of debate um, and how like. The kind of repercussions that come from, uh, you know, celebrities and people with a platform speaking out is like too, uh, too intense, and too kind of um, I don't know what the word is like sort of violent from their perspective to nurture like a healthy debate. And um, there's a quote in it that I think explains its intentions and the way it uh, kind of misses its own point, which is a. Uh, the democratic inclusion we want can be achieved only if we speak out against the intolerant climate that has set in on all sides, which, um, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, is a kind of pretty, I, th- I call bullshit on that. But yeah, yeah so yeah, like my course. issue with it was that, um, it infers that there's like, there is some erosion to freedom of speech going on at the moment, ignoring the fact that like Twitter and the internet and just the age that we're in has kind of created the first kind of democratic exercising, like, ability to exercise anyone's freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you look at the names of the, all of the people who have, like, signed onto this thing, you can you can tell that it's written by people who are used to being kind of the only ones with a platform, and then Twitter has kind of brought them a bit further to the ground. And yeah, democratised, yeah, yeah. Yeah, taken yeah. them off the podium. And, yeah. and so then they think that, their freedom of speech is being eroded by the fact that they can just hear what people actually think of the things that they say rather than just assuming that everyone's going to agree with them 
because they've just, just they've so, no way of hearing such, about it. So, like, what are they? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, it's like if you're if you're whinging about censorship, like, what do you want? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want these voices censored? <laughs> do you just want censorship yeah, yeah. for everyone that isn't your voice? Yeah, it's just so strange to me. It's mad. Yeah, and they and they and these people kind of they seem to think genuinely, which really shows how out of touch they are, that their freedom is somehow actually being impeded on by. Uh, like them getting in trouble for, for saying stupid shit, you know? And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but no they, I mean, they, all these people are completely disconnected from reality. It's, it's like the internet creates a platform where you actually have to, you know, respond to people who disagree with you, as opposed yeah. to just yeah, being no, able to absolutely. ignore them. You know? Yeah, because that, that's the thing. It's like. J.K. Rowling could be walking around with these terrible opinions for for years and just have her group of yes people all around her like nodding along because they you know yeah, need yeah, yeah. the job. But then she walks outside into <laughs> as much of the real world as she can really get near anymore, which is Twitter, and she gets in trouble exactly. for it and thinks that yeah, like somehow the whole world's like you know come against her and that she's like getting in heaps and heaps of trouble. But the thing is, you know, yeah, like yeah, the truth yeah. of it is that the transphobic tweets don't send you to jail, you know. Like they, no, they, exactly. they do not take away your your freedoms at all. Yeah, like the, the way she talks about it is like is like uh, like she calls she keeps like referring in her fucking essay that I read again to like um like you know like for being being like attacked for click crime for the crime of clicking on something <laughs> that I uh, that I maybe was scrolling through during research and like she's really painting this sort of Orwellian dystopia where like. The police are coming in again. When really, it's like she's fine. She's like, I'm sure that like all of this like boycott is a dent in like uh, in her life. You know, like yeah. to her and in an amount of money that she doesn't again. need more of. You know, exactly. It actually hasn't really made a, yeah. a dent. So there in her you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I think it's just frustrating because they the way that they you know like using using like. Um, uh, things like McCarthyism and, and real world censorship as as a way of kind of relating to their experiences with getting yelled at on the internet totally devalues people who have actually gone to prison and actually had their freedoms yeah, limited yeah. by their like attempting to exercise for, like their like speech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like like journal journalists sure. in, in other countries, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing with this uh, open letter. Um, that I think kind of sucks that you end up getting a whole bunch of people like JK. Oh, actually, I don't really know how to like how you'd phrase this, but there is a bunch of people who have signed onto that letter who have gotten in serious trouble for you know criticizing authoritarian regimes or. And so yeah, I don't know. Like reading through that uh, that um, that letter, you can tell that they're really trying hard to look like a. They're trying to spout like kind of progressive values by talking about Trump and. And uh, what was they used the word illiberalism, which I haven't heard it so like hadn't heard before. Okay, this <laughs> is the grossest term I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even Illiber- know illiberal like the mean. like anti-liberalism, <laughs> you know, like so like. Tr- oh, why know, would they call it know, illiberalism? Yeah, it's the same thing that said the word sens- sensorial. <laughs> Harper's why are these people just because yeah. they're writers? They're like, haha, yeah, we can make up know, words. I, I suspect from reading like her essay again, I, I think it's like these are terms from a, from a culture that we're not involved in. You know, like <laughs> I think I think it, you yeah. can sort of see it was actually talked about in a couple of articles I read that like e- even when she's trying to be like, no, I love I love the trans community. Like th- these terms, these sort of terms pop up that come from these like 
very transphobic message boards and whatever, like build up this sort of like list of like, I don't know, like a uh, slang or whatever. And it, it's like very evident in the way she speaks. Yeah. See, I think this is different because this isn't her, like, this isn't her letter. She just signed off on it. Um, no, sure. But, but I mean, like there's like, you know, there's sort of uh, like, there's a glo- the, you know, like you can kind of see like what kind of like, I don't know, like, like whether or not you can conflate some with the way someone talks to like what they're into, but you can kind of like make a connection there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that that like uh, like what you were saying with her blog post, the the um, Harper's Magazine uh, open letter thing was uh, very caref- carefully worded, but also pretty poorly yeah. worded, I think, because I don't think that they realize that you know using to like like saying things like intolerant climate that has set in on all sides, it really just kind of lends itself to mm. that stupid kind of conservative rhetoric. I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous because you see all these people referencing McCarthyism and all this kind of stuff when when people are just like it's, finally it's not... able to utilize their freedom of speech more than any other time. Yeah, exactly. Past. I know it's really not like, yeah, exactly right. But um, yeah, that's all I really had on it. I like, there wasn't a whole lot of research to do. I found like... You know, Ricky Gervais said some awful shit, you know, predictably. No, surprise, no surprise. surprise. Yeah. Oh, just what a bunch of dumb say? transphobic shit in support of... In, and then and then goes, no, oh. I'm not transphobic. I also make jokes about cancer and AIDS and the Holocaust. Then jokes don't yeah, exactly. yeah. All that yeah, dumb shit, like, you know, it's just, just like exactly what you think that... I really, like really wanker. hate yeah, that man. Yeah, he's such a fuckhead. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just like, it's just this, this like, the, you know, these, these, like, it seems to be a lot of celebs... And it seems to be a lot of people from the UK have this kind of sensibility of like, I, I, I like, I'm a, I'm a kind of, my job is to be very wordy and to sort of like, uh, you know, be in the public sphere. So like, I, I must, I must sort of just have a, a, a very good sphere of knowledge that I never really have to like be, that I really, I don't have to expand or research or understand. I just sort of say whatever I want and like, you know, hide behind like, irony or whatever but it's like i don't know it's yeah such a yeah or edge just hiding behind being edgy like a shit yeah exactly that edge hasn't like, changed oh, these, in the last like 30 years these youngins need to be a bit shaken up because like i should be allowed to say basically whatever i want and like you know yeah and i think there's also <clears throat> uh, there's that element of it as well where um you know, when when you become a comedian, or I think particularly a comedian, but I think a lot of public figures that takes like a, a stance against progressive values, you do still gain another audience on the other side of it that kind of embodies yeah, yeah, your of shit opinions anyway. Like I think like Louis C.K. is a very good example of that, and so is Ricky yeah, Gervais, yeah, where yeah. he got in trouble for saying something transphobic that he could have just apologized for one time, learned from it, but instead he decided to, you know like dig his heels in and, dig. and this now is the he thing. has that audience yeah, which yeah. is like fucking good for you mate not not to mention yeah, she's always true. framed herself like with all politics as like i'm i'm the fucking i'm i'm the one that they could not silence and like you know like i mean i don't know like maybe with some other issues there's some truth i don't i don't really want to be standing on her side in any, in any way at all but i mean like she, that mm, that's no. how she talks about everything from what i can gather like with her her older political stuff is like it's fucking it's the world against fucking jk and jk's here to say like you know like the other day she posted something and it was like um something one of those like I'm the I'm the fucking witch that you couldn't burn, like one of those kind of things. And she's like, she she's always framed herself like that. It's like you know, it's like uh, like you know, in her essay, I'm pretty sure it was her essay. Well, one of her tweets, she was sort of like, 
Like I'll, I'll even come out against fucking Trump. I'm not, I'm not fucking Whoa. scared. Like uh, she's Whoa. very like this is very ingrained into her personality. Don't don't hold, quote me on that because maybe I've misrepresented what she said. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to send her into an Orwellian cube. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you know what happens, like if you if you just click the wrong thing, you just get passionate about something. What happens is like three millennials come in and they've got little mustaches and like you know, tattoos, <laughs> and then they drag you into the, like the netherworld beneath the floorboards, and you get locked into like a static cage where they're allowed to like tear you apart and like you know take take all your money. <laughs> Turn it into trans people to trans houses. Yeah, exactly. They sound like the house elves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean. I keep preferring everything back to Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no. Like, well, <laughs> dude, there was a thing in the in the fandom thing where they were talking about like, um, you know, the the three Harry Potter actors and actresses coming out and being like, no, we don't stand with J.K. Rowling, which you know is like good, but like, uh, they they did this very annoying thing that fans do where they were like, in true Harry Potter fashion, um. Uh, you know, Harry came out first and was the brave one. <laughs> Hermione, Hermione came in with the knowledge, and Ron was was oh, was late, Tom. but also very brave too. And that's like, oh, that and then Hagrid they're, fucking they're burst actors, through like... the door with his shit transphobic garbage that he'd squeaked oh, in really? response okay. to it. Yeah, he was is saying, Hagrid yeah, no? Is. Yeah, so he's upsetting. going on about. Jesus. I just think there's a whole generation of people who are waiting to be offended. All this kind of stupid shit. Uh, yeah, know? yeah, oh. okay, right, yeah. Well, this kind of. God what, damn it. So this is kind of like, like what I'm interested to hear, Rachel, is like who, what, what is the, you know, what's the, what's this backlash against her? Material yes. backlash. All right. Her, well, let's. Of all, of all of her possessions. <laughs> yeah. Who? Who is? Who? Let's who get into cube, it. Who are the cube people that are going to drag <laughs> yeah, her down into? Tell me, it's not a bunch of seventeen-year-olds on Twitter. It's the house elves. It's the house elves. Dobby will lead yeah, the charge. <laughs> I'm just going to go full Neddy. I don't care. <laughs> um, so basically, I guess I did a lot of reading. And a lot of the reading I did was obviously from like Harry Potter fans themselves and their experiences and their responses to J.K. Rowling's like super transphobia. And basically like as a summary before I get into it, they were all – it's just like a lot of confusion and a lot of kind of discomfort in trying to figure out whether or not they should be completely distancing themselves from the Harry Potter world because of J.K. Rowling or if they can somehow separate the two and still have a love of Harry Potter and the Wizarding World and then just completely disregard J.K. Rowling <laughs> and the way that are she you, you, holds herself. Was there bullying you for saying the Wizarding World? <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. What's the Wizarding World? The Wizarding World, Hogwarts. The, oh, okay. the, the, like the Harry Potter universe is called the Wizarding World. Yes. <laughs> is it actually? <laughs> there, is, there is like, I didn't realise that. Yes, we reference it as the Wizarding there World. Is, there is a, a like a Hogwarts equivalent in every continent now. I didn't realise this, did it? What? Yeah, there what, are. In, yeah. In, the univ- in the Wizarding World, there is a Hogwarts in every continent. In yes. the real world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's one in Australia. In ev- yeah, of course. There is. Yes, I, there I, I saw something written about it. I did, it had a name, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're well, not anyways, fucking invited, Zed. So if, <laughs> yeah, obviously, you <laughs> muggle. Muggles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you both have to not laugh at me while I, I talk about laugh. this. I won't it's laugh. It's not funny. 
This is <laughs> the a real thing, world. and a lot of people. A lot of people feel very strongly oh, yeah, about this, and it's oh, yeah, fair no, enough. For sure, I'm all about it. I think that it's, I think that it's a beautiful thing, and I know that it's helped a lot of people. But there's something very funny about the Wizarding World yes. and, and Rachel's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel's face that she's making right now. <laughs> I will shush. Okay, so I guess him. So you could put me off my course. Um, yeah. So I guess it's kind of like yeah, as these people were talking, it was trying to figure out that separation and obviously that goes into that whole other conversation of separating the artist from the art but we're not going to get into that because that's just too complicated and long so um one of the first people that I read about was uh Julissa Higgins she wrote for the Atlantic and she basically went into how she completely um distanced herself from JK Rowling and she was just talking about how she grew up obviously with this love of Harry Potter and how it helped her like deal with a lot of like, you know, teenage struggles and difficulties and how she just kind of like jumped on board with a lot of um, Harry Potter fan sites like the Leaky Cauldron and MuggleNet who completely distanced themselves from JK Rowling. They removed her photograph from their like websites. They stopped linking to her website and further writings um, and like any information about what she was doing. And they also stopped twi- tagging Twitter posts that included her name or hashtag so that users could just like filter out any triggering content. Mm. And so a lot of Harry Potter fan, I think actually most, probably all Harry Potter fan sites started following suit and just completely distanced themselves. They started posting a lot kind of saying how like we accept trans people, we accept people in this community, we want make want to make sure that everybody feels safe coming on our sites. And so then this is where it goes into this concept of like Harry Potter fandom and how it completely altered the Harry Potter universe and it took it away from just the books and just the work that J.K. Rowling did herself and it created this entire cultural phenomenon that is Harry Potter. And so all of these sites and all of the Harry Potter fans started taking um, this kind of responsibility and turning it into the Harry Potter world was their own and like they owned it and everything that they got out of it as children reading the books became kind of what they could then shape it as, if that makes Mm. sense. Like they were like, well, we can make Harry Potter gay and we can make Hermione represent like, you know, feminism and she can be a black woman and like Rupert Ron can be, you know, some guy... Just going through a hard time. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to say. Uh, like, they just basically turned Harry Potter into what they wanted it to be for themselves. And so, rather than sticking to J.K. Rowling's quite, like, you know, uh, you know, bigoted way of writing. Because, obviously, in Harry Potter, when you read the text itself, there is so many references to quite, like, you know, quite bad things about, like, you know, well, racism and just, and, like... Yeah. Yeah, anti-Semitism, all of that kind of stuff, like classism, all of that shit. Like she is, it is very obvious that this woman that we are talking about right now wrote these books. But the good thing and I think like the most amazing thing about fandom and especially the Harry Potter fandom is that they decided that it was no longer about the Mm. books. It was about the culture that it created and that people can turn to these spaces and still feel safe and use these characters as representations for what they want in order to like find themselves and like create that confidence within themselves. And so I read a lot of people talking about like their own personal experiences growing up and how they did 
like see um, Harry Potter characters as like representations of trans people. Like one of the examples was by this um, person who in who wrote the article Harry Potter and the author who failed us, and their name is Aja Romano. And they talk about how Tonks was like their symbol for being non-binary and how Tonks's character being punk rock and like only go- going by her last name and like being like the rebel kind of character and like not, um, you know, listening to other people yeah, and kind yeah. of doing her own thing was like a huge symbol for Aja. And then how um, in the books, Tonks then kind of like, you know, in the last book, she settles down. She starts going by her first name, Nymphadora, um, and she marries Lupin and she has a baby and everything like that. It's kind of like for Aja, that was Tonks kind of just like going back into being cisgendered and J.K. Rowling saying how, oh, yes, everybody has, like, gender dysphoria as, like, a teen, but you'll grow out of it and it's something that everyone grows out of and, like, eventually you'll just um, adhere to the norms and become, like, you know, a regular woman. Parentheses, quotation marks I'm doing right there. Um, So, like, a lot of people uh, that I was reading, like, had similar experiences. Like, now that J.K. Rowling is saying all of these things, they look back at these books and they realise that, like, a lot of these characters – didn't have the arcs that they thought or, like, didn't actually symbolise these kinds yeah, of... Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's interesting because you know. I think, like, it's a very... It's very... must be so tragic for people that, like, they see themselves in something and then the creator comes out and goes, like, I'm actively against you and I'm against, like, what yeah. you think you're, you're seeing. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what um, everyone that I was reading about was talking about, how they just completely felt attacked by JK Rowling and like attacked by something that they loved and cherished for so long and something that was a source of comfort for them and then all of a sudden it's like kind of ripped away from them and they can't look back at that now and they look back at it with like these very confused kind of like dirtied memories of being like oh my gosh like everything that I thought has been a lie kind of thing but then they go in to talk about how because of the fandom and because of the Harry Potter culture they've been able to kind of like take those steps backwards and be like, okay, I can see that the text in the book and JK Rowling itself has had like, you know, these negative um, ideas Mm. and concepts and all that kind of stuff. But this culture of Harry Potter fans is there for me and they love me and they've changed that though, which is really nice to see. And it made me really like, it made me very happy. I was like a little warm and gooey inside. I'm like, that's really sweet. Like to see that these communities have taken something that obviously has its issues and is coming from someone who is so ugh, gross that they can separate that and they can be like, okay, yeah, fine. Well, I'm not going to disregard that this still had such a huge impact on my life and it can still have yeah, that you, impact and it can still you, have that place You don't for have me. to burn down like the communities that you've – like built I think, it. And, yeah. I think exactly. part of the shame though is that like like that's there for everyone that was already attached to it. But it does like every like every person is like from here on out is then alienated from the get go. Like they're not gonna ever find those stories and they're probably not gonna get as attached to the to the fandom <clears throat> going going forward. Yeah, that's yeah. A and good so now point. you need to like if you were a trans person, like you probably wouldn't then yeah, get I guess, yeah. any sort of like a, like a connection emotionally 
too, like, you wouldn't get invested in any kind of, like, trans concept that you might kind of, like, find within a book that is a bit more, like, uh, ambiguous, if without knowing the explicit kind of intentions of the author. Or not intentions, but, like, views of the... Yeah, yeah. That is really sad to me. Like, I think, yeah, obviously everyone who has experienced Harry Potter has their own way about it because there obviously is this still, and this is, like, the backlash. Like, there are still people who have completely distance themselves they've thrown away their books they like will no longer read they will no longer watch the movies all that kind of thing and that's very fair enough and that's kind of like a whole other element to this whole thing and I get yeah going into it with no idea of what Harry Potter is and then just knowing that this is JK Rowling that is horrible and that makes me Mm -hmm. so sad yeah my Mm -hmm. solution to this issue would be don't read Harry Potter by JK Rowling read Harry Potter by the by the like the fan sites like they've completely rewritten the books like oh, that really? is harry potter fan fiction yeah like oh, okay. people have like right, rewritten yeah. that with like hermione being a black woman and like all of these other kind of great right. okay. situations um there's one hold on i can't find it it was called the harry potter alliance which is like another kind of harry potter fan fan site and they've rewritten heaps of the books or like heaps of chapters and that kind of thing so i'm say i would say to people read this instead of fucking jk rowling and what she wrote you know and i think that's really great and i think that's it's crazy that that can happen like that this whole thing can just be rewritten but still maintaining the core values of like the good the good core values of harry potter and the amazing comfort and wizardingness that yeah i do think that there's like there's also um i think the you know, there's that sort of lame, you know, wreck one thing so that you can make another thing in its place. Like, I, I, you, I, you would hope that then, like, with the kind of, like, falling apart of the Harry Potter empire, you know, in that sort of, like, public eye, that it'll just encourage someone to try and write the next Harry Potter with a much more inclusive take, yeah, you know? For and sure. so yeah, yeah, well, hopefully exactly, it'll just yeah. be that, like, naturally something else will come out that will be much better. Because I already, I, I, even when I was just like looking through stuff, I saw a few, like a handful of people being like, just don't read Harry Potter, read this series. I wish I could remember what they were. The Spiderwick yeah. Chronicles. Read, yeah, read the, like. the Sorcerer's, the Sorcerer's Window. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you all make fun of my mum. You know, Every, everyone makes fun of my mum for giving the Sorcerer's Window. But she fucking, she fucking saw that there's the genuine progressive uh it, like core towards <laughs> sorcerer's window is all about like accepting i just get this us. terrible feeling thomas that there might be some dreadful transphobia <laughs> in these books <laughs> yes 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 he was onto something back in 1998 or whatever she fucking saw it man <laughs> yep. just read ursula kayla Gwyn. i reckon that's oh, the yeah. answer just read anything by her she's fucking she's awesome I think that um, I I wondered, you know, if with something like Harry Potter, where like, like you know, if 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 this didn't happen, if if tra- if if J.K. Rowling wasn't transphobic or, or didn't, no one found out or whatever the fuck, she didn't get all vocal about it. Like I, you know, I'm sure that in like years to come, people would look at Harry Potter and they go, oh, you know, like maybe this is anti-Semitic and there's some classism and and you know, it's very white, obviously as well. But I, but like I, I wonder if that would have slowly over time happened anyway where people realize that like no oh, but it okay. has though like, like it it has been before that yeah, yeah. Okay. like oh, I, yeah, it has know. definitely from what i have been reading um and also just what i've been following over the past like years um 
Yeah, lots of people have criticised Harry Potter for all of those things without J.K. Rowling coming out and being vocal. Like it was always something right, that okay. they people talked about, you know, and it mm. was it was a good thing. Like, you know, you're criticising that. It's great. And that's also what stemmed a lot of people to kind of go off on their own. And like, even though, say, like, for example, yeah, there were not many women of colour in Harry Potter, that doesn't, that didn't stop a lot of people. And like me, for example, still connecting with the women in that those stories and like seeing other elements mm. and seeing other components like Hermione. I was Hermione. Like I saw, and I still see myself in Hermione. And I think that's like something that I'm not gonna, uh, well, actually, no, I take that back because JK Rowling said that she wrote Hermione in um, light of herself. <laughs> so but it also, that's but hard. I mean, like, but you know, like there, you can take, the good from Hermione or whatever, like, you know, like, and yeah, leave yeah, exactly. The bad, you know? and leave the bad, leave the fact that I can just pretend that JK Rowling did not write Hermione as herself and pretend that was not true. Yeah. But, anyways, um, and I guess, yeah, I kind of just that was a lot of what I was reading about in terms of fans' experiences and how, like, the Harry Potter fandom world took it into their own hands and they've just completely removed jk rowling from their sphere and they've separated jk rowling is just this person that may have written the books but she is not a part of the harry potter world anymore and Mm. good riddance but it kind of paved a lot of um questions as to whether or not like uh are her fans like removing themselves from her actually going to make a difference in her career or even like in her billionaire status and the answer is no. <laughs> it is not at all. Like yeah. I was reading um, from her publishers, Bloomsbury said that the controvers- controversy didn't dent the popularity of Harry Potter books at all. In fact, sales increased during lockdown. And that they mm. also said that this controversy will actually probably promote sales because people are going to start buying the books and actually trying to dissect them themselves and be like, oh, <laughs> what does this mean? And what does this mean? And trying to yeah. figure out that symbolism. It's just pirated yeah. PDF. I, again, again, I'm sort of getting like the um, sense that like, you know, the same as the like the, the episode we did with the Test Kitchen, that it's like, we've got to remember that like, the, you know, Twitter it, it is only such a small percentage of like everyone in the world, you know, like, and like the, like the bubble that we exist in is, is small, you know, like oh, yeah. as, as much as it doesn't feel like it though, it just, you know, when I, when I read these things, I think like, well, everyone knows like about this, you know, as much as I did at the beginning of this anyway, everyone knows that it exists, but it's like, no, I mean, like it's probably like people that I talk to all the time and that's not necessarily their fault or something, but like, you know, we got, it's crazy to remember that, like, you could talk to everyone on your street and some of them wouldn't even, like, may, might not even know who fucking J.K. Rowling is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. possi- it's possible. It's, it's true, very though. Possible. It's so weird. Like, I, that was, like, another thing that I was reading. Um, this Dr. Lauren Rosenworn from the lead lecturer of gender studies at Melbourne University basically just said the exact same thing. She was just like... A lot of people don't even know that rolling is cancelled. A lot of people don't even know what cancel culture is. A lot of people don't yeah. have no idea that like there is any politics to JK Rowling and that they're going to keep buying yeah. her books anyway. And like the book that she's just brought out, Troubled Blood. <gasps> no, okay. Scratch that. Another thing that I want to say, which made me really disappointed, is that um, she recently released kind of a spin-off book to Harry Potter called... Um, Oh, hold on, I have to figure it out. What's it called? The Ichabog. And Stephen Fry oh, is doing the audiobook for it. 
And I got very yeah, mad. I was like, no, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry's problematic already, though. What? He's like is a, he? God damn it. I, I, well, I can't, like, off the top of my head, but there was, it's, he's sexist. I, I remember hearing a lot about how sexist he is. I don't remember what it was. Ugh, God, all these people. Can't trust anybody. This podcast is just making no. me really mad. I keep finding yeah. out all these terrible <laughs> things. I'm like, no. I know, I know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Oh, but I think, no. I think, like, I think I sort of, like, you know, this was a, definitely one of the episodes where I cemented what I, what I already knew, but now I understand why. Like, I don't understand it. Like, you know, I remember when this first came out and it was like, yeah, yeah, she's transphobic. I remember thinking, like, I, 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 I you know, doing cursory Google and not even being like, but what did she actually say? And, and, like, now I kind of understand it. But then also I think, like, you know, I've learned a lot about, like, turfism in, um, in the UK and kind of the history of it and, like, how it works more as opposed to just, like... I don't know, like, I've, I've, you know, people have been talking about TERFs for a long time, but it, in my head I sort of didn't understand much about, like, some of the political, like, history behind it, and I really like that article. Yeah, why is British media so transphobic? I think that was a really, like, interesting rundown of, like, how these kind of concepts are kind of created and encouraged. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, the big takeaway that I took from this, like, obviously I went into this knowing that... um Sorry, I just got distracted. Uh, I went into this knowing, obviously, that this was going to have a huge impact on the Harry Potter fan base. But I was like, went into it thinking that everyone was just cancelling her and like cancelled Harry Potter and everyone was just completely removing themselves from this world. But after reading about this, I was like, actually, it did the opposite. Like, people were like, obviously, yes, removing themselves from JK, but they really cemented themselves within the Harry Potter world and the Harry Potter community. And that made me really happy. And it made me feel very, I don't know what the word is, confident in that sense of community and that people are actually going to be drawn together under, you know, the same enemy, Duress. which is JK Rowling. Yeah. And that made yeah. me really happy. And it kind of changed my opinion on how fans and how we receive, you know, cultural phenomena and art and how we can kind of immerse ourselves still as a community, as that sense of community. And I think that was really beautiful. For yes. sure. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I guess that I, I didn't, I, I've just, like, I think I've learned th- these things that you guys have said and that, uh, yeah, celebrities don't understand what freedom of speech means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. No, so I do, I've just looked up, uh, I, I looked up the uh, Harry Potter is pro-Israel thing and, it turns, and it's it's a bit weirder than I thought it was. It's uh, mm. this uh, uh, independent UK article. The headline is uh, J.K. Rowling says Harry Potter would be disappointed with her stance on 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 the Israel boycott as she supported it, but <laughs> Harry Potter wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I have a lasting. I just want to say one last thing that I thought was really funny, which. It's just very funny because it's very me and my sense of humor. But at the bottom of one of my articles that I wrote, read, it said related. And it was another article that was entitled. <laughs> it's entitled, JK Rowling sues her former personal assistant for spending her money on cats. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just so funny. That's what I wanted to end. Okay, on. so that's, that's the next. To, to that's hang. the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, expecto patro. Oh, whoops, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, right. <laughs> Wait, oh, Avada no. Kedavra. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Did you just wish death on her? Yes. <laughs> is that the death spell? Yes, it is. It, it, only, it only works if you really believe it. Avada Kedavra. <laughs> 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 okay, that's enough now. <laughs> bye bye. Okay, yeah. See you yeah, later. She's been guys. practicing that since <laughs> she first later. read the book um, three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I did not. Okay, bye guys. Um, as oh, wait, as always, if if you want to follow the show notes oh. and and like our research, um, we've also going to link to like some. I don't know, like some, like sort of, uh, for a couple of countries, because I guess we're spanning over a few places, but like a couple of like uh, hotlines for like people who like need support, like especially sort of people in the trans and queer community. Uh, I don't know if if it like if you, if you feel that like you need to speak to someone, we'll leave some links to some hotlines and some you know, gen- like you know just our research points in general. Um, you can follow all of our stuff. At uh, cowardspace.com slash opheads. Also, like that, uh, you can follow me on um, at cowardspace on Instagram if, if you want to do that. And you can follow me, um, or actually, you, well, you can follow what I'm doing at the moment with Pockmag, which is at P O C C Mag on Instagram, which is very cool. Yeah, and you can follow me nowhere. You can find me if you want, but you won't. <laughs> but, uh, you can hunt, hunt Zeb down. Yeah, give it a track. It's not hard. It's it, if you <laughs> you can follow the lines pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And if and if you do want to follow, you know, if you do want to find J.K. Rowling, just look deep beneath into the next plane of reality down into the cube, and she'll be in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the house elves. They'll yeah, be well, struggling Louis with the C. house elves. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all all the you know all the all the cancelled celebrities. Yeah, the cancelled celebrities. The house elves. Oh, the house elves have turned them into house elves, and they Rachel, are- this is a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is a book. I should write it. This would be amazing. You should start writing now. All right. Okay, guys. Okay. So you later, so boy. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording. Good morning, sir. How are you?